Uh, Built Bar, the secret to keeping both of my New Year's resolutions, which is eat healthier and uh, eat stuff that I really, really like. You know what I mean? Not usually possible, but with Built Bar, it is healthier than your favorite protein bar. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for keto diets. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Enjoy the healthiest thing you'll do all day today. Eat a Built Bar. Feel better about yourself because health has never been this delicious. Built Bar. Better tasting than your favorite candy bar in many cases. Um, it, it's really amazing. 18 different flavors. It's got all the stuff in it that you're supposed to eat. Really healthy for you. And the taste wouldn't give it away. Uh, don't give up on your New Year's resolution. Built Bar is the answer. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BECK and get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code BECK for 20% off now at BuiltBar.com. Mr. Alan Dershowitz is coming up next. Uh, host of the Dur Show. The Dur Show. Uh, and uh, he's going to be talking about impeaching the president that has already left office. Can they do that? We'll talk to him next. Chuck Schumer has said that they are moving forward with a trial in the Senate of Donald Trump. They want to make sure that he can never, ever run again. Is that even constitutional? Can that be done? Uh, And also, is the president responsible uh, for the uh, legally responsible for the Capitol protests and the Capitol riots that happened? And also, one last question, if he has time, I want to talk to him about the suppression of voices. Who defends those voices in America? We begin with Alan Dershowitz in 60 seconds. Let me tell you about Caden. Yeah, yeah. He lives in uh, Texas, writes about his dog's experience with rough greens. He uh, wrote into me, he said, my dog is a very picky eater. Oh, I know. The routine on that one. He said, or was most time he wouldn't eat uh, for a whole day. And now, now he's eaten every single meal since I started using Rough Greens. His energy levels are much higher. It's a great product that actually works. Thank you. Caden, tell me how you really feel. I mean, honestly, if you're a dog owner, and especially if you have a dog that won't eat, this is not a dog food. It's what you put on the dog food. It's a healthy suppl- supplement. It's got probiotics and you know, all the crap that you're supposed to have, your dog's supposed to have it too. And they love it. Uh, Uno was the pickiest eater ever. He's my dog. And just like Caden found, my dog wolfs it down now. Wolf, uh, I was going to call it wolf greens. It should be rough greens. R-U-F-F greens.com slash back. Go there now. Uh, get your uh, your jumpstart bag for $14.95 at roughgreens.com slash back. The host of The Dirt Show, 
professor emeritus at Harvard Law School, probably the most famous attorney of our generation. It's Alan Dershowitz. Welcome to the program. Alan, how are you? Well, thanks. I love doing the Dirt Show. All that's missing from my name is the wits, and the wits are provided by my callers and my viewers who ask me the hardest questions. So it's, you know, it's like a law school seminar. Uh, yesterday, we, you know, dealt with the issue of impeachment, what we're dealing with today on your show, yeah. and whether the president was responsible. So all of the issues of the day, we discuss. You can get it on any of the platforms, Rumble, YouTube, anything else. So Please subscribe. Great. Um, so, Alan, we'll go over what you went over yesterday on the Dirt Show. Yes. Um, is this even constitutional to go after a president after he's been removed? Of course not. It's never happened in our history. When Richard Nixon was removed, uh, he resigned under pressure. He would have been impeached. But as soon as he resigned, they let him alone. They didn't go after him. The Constitution says the purpose of impeachment is to remove somebody. He's out of office. There's nothing left to do. It doesn't say you can impeach him to disqualify him for the future. It says if you remove him, you can then add disqualification. But you can't just impeach somebody to disqualify him. If they could, they could impeach you and me. I know. Uh, because we can run. I'm over 35. I don't know about you. <laughs> but I can run for president. Right. And uh, if, if, the, if the Republicans were to come up with a strong candidate... For the next election, all they do is say, oh, let's impeach him. Let's find something and impeach him. The Senate can't try ordinary citizens. So once you're an ordinary citizen, you get tried only in the courts, not in the Senate. So it's clearly unconstitutional. So it's never been done even with non-presidents in the past. One case back in 1876, and they had a divided vote. It was the former Secretary of War who resigned on the eve of his impeachment, and they had a close vote, and they said, yes, they did have jurisdiction, and then they voted to acquit him on the ground that they didn't have jurisdiction. So it's not really a precedent either way. Okay. But even if there were a precedent, it would just be wrong. The Constitution doesn't permit it. So does the president, let's switching topics to the Capitol uh, break-in, does yeah. the president have any legal responsibility for this? Let me tell you why not. So there were thousands and thousands of people who listened to his speech. From that group, only a relatively small number went to the Capitol. They all went legally, initially. Protesting in front of the Capitol is perfectly legitimate. From the group that was there legally, an even smaller group went inside. They committed a crime. Among those people, an even smaller group destroyed property, and an even smaller group engaged in violence against people. So to say that the president directly caused what went on inside just just ignores the facts ignores the facts i have been i i started warning when donald uh, i mean sorry when uh, george w bush was in office be very careful about domestic terror and the and the patriot act and how it can be used by one side or another to claim its enemies are domestic sure. terrorists it's right. happening now, Alan. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, it, well, is anything going to stop this madness? Well, let me tell you, I got a call from a friend of mine in Israel who was so insulted that people use the word terrorism to describe what happened in the Capitol. My friend in Israel says, we know what terrorism is. It's going to a school in Malot and murdering 34 children in cold blood. It's blowing up an airplane. It's blowing up a bus. It's designed just to kill civilians. That's what terrorism is. This was not terrorism. 
This was not insubordination. This was not a resolution. This was not an insurrection. This was a, a violent riot, and the people who did it should be punished. But let's not elevate it above what it actually was. It was a terrible, terrible thing. The Department of not an insurrection or a revolution. The guy who was testifying yesterday to be confirmed uh, by the Senate for Department of Homeland Security said his number one uh, issue is going to be to root out domestic terrorism. And he's not talking about ISIS. He's talking about. No, of course. Yeah. The right. Yeah. Well, there's some on the left, too. I mean, oh, I yeah. think Antifa is the terrorist. I agree with you. I agree. They would like to basically never allow anybody else to speak. And they come right. and they protest when I speak and they threaten violence. And, um, you know, they're they're disorganized, but they're anarchists. So, you know, there's extremism on both sides. But terrorism has a particular meaning. It's designed to kill civilians, to target civilians in order to bring about a change in government policies. And this just was not that. Nobody set out to kill civilians. Tragically, they died along with police officers. But uh, it was not an act of deliberate domestic terrorism. Now, there may have been among the group some domestic terrorists, right. some people who are part of a terrorist organization. That we'll find out through investigation. But remember, the president used two words, peacefully, patriotically. That was his message. Do it peacefully and patriotically. When he says that, he obviously was appalled when the people committed the crimes they committed, and they ought to be punished for that. One, one last thing, Alan, because I know you have to run, but um, I, I'm very concerned. Um, the Democrats have now pledged to fight the rule, ensuring that banks will uh, continue to serve conservatives. That is so disturbing. And they're talking now about the fairness doctrine to get rid of people like me, who they say are inciting violence and domestic terrorism. Couldn't be further from the truth. And we are already seeing companies and everything else starting to back away, saying "Uh, it's just too dangerous of a situation. Can't be by your side. Well, it's just like McCarthyism. That's what happened in McCarthyism. Um, uh, the, the people in power said to private citizens, don't have any association with anybody who's red, pink, anybody who we accuse and think is not uh, core American. And they did it. They established uh, uh, television uh, restrictions, uh, movie restrictions, blacklists, and we're repeating it. We're seeing it now on university campuses where they're trying to rescind the degrees uh, students who they don't like uh, because yeah. they were associated with the Trump administration. They're trying to rescind my uh, emeritus professorship, which I earned for 50 years of teaching because I defended the president on the floor of the Senate, which was a great privilege for me to do as a constitutional lawyer. And uh, they, there's no stopping them unless we stop them now because there are future leaders. So there how do we so how do we years from now? How do we, we do that? Back. How do we do you know, that? I use the word I use the word fight back. People will say, well, he must be asserting violence. Ugh. Fight back is a metaphor. It just means that we have to resist and we have to uh, answer in the marketplace of ideas. I fight back by writing articles and by being on shows like this and expressing my points of view. But we can't just take it sitting down. We can't just accept a new McCarthyism and a new form of censorship. That would be wrong for America, wrong for the First Amendment, wrong for our Constitution. And we have an obligation to uh, 
to to be better than they are. Is it is is this what it America felt like in the early fifties and sixties? Do you even remember that? Well, in the, I do, of course. I'm eighty two years old. I was a student body president at Brooklyn College during McCarthyism, and I, although I was a fervent anti communist, I defended the right of teachers and speakers to speak out, and uh, and I was attacked for it. People said, oh, you're a fellow traveler. No, no, I wasn't. I just believed in the First Amendment. So it is very much like the 50s, not the 60s. The 60s were different. But the middle 50s was very much like this when McCarthy was still uh, having the power and control that he had. Oh. Alan Dershowitz, thank you very much. Appreciate it. My pleasure. And you thank can you. follow him uh, and watch his podcast, The Dersh Show. Uh, his website is alan-dershowitz.com. Uh, or follow him on Twitter at Alan Dersh. I'm surprised they haven't silenced him yet. I mean, the great thing about Alan Dershowitz is when somebody pisses you off occasionally or half the time, you know they're at least telling the truth as they understand it. Somebody you agree with all the time and never pisses you off, probably not your, your, uh, your best voice to listen to. Don't you just find people like that uninteresting that just never say anything you disagree with? I, I just I, I will say the same thing with a leftist that never say anything I agree with. Like we talked about Bill Maher a little bit lately, lately, about twice a year. Bill Maher says something. and You're like, hell yeah, he's right on that. Yeah. And it keeps even though he's wrong almost all the time. You don't he's still an interesting person because he, he will at least occasionally surprise you. Correct. So often uh, you, we don't have that anymore. I think you have that with Alan Dershowitz. Like sometimes he says stuff that I don't agree with, but he, he's obviously really smart. And and, and it and makes over, me look into what he says. Yeah. I want to know. I yeah, disagree with him. I'm like, OK, mm-hmm. why do I disagree with him? He's he's well thought out. So I I really want to look in into this. You know, it's amazing to me that, you know, he was just talking about the the McCarthy era and how, you know, it's like the 1950s when when McCarthy still had the power. Who really has that power now? I mean, it's it's not led by one guy. It's not led by one figure in Congress. This is led by the mob. This is this is not the government saying, hey, don't have anything to do with these people. I mean, it may turn into that, but this is the mob. This is this is self-imposed, self-imposed by by extra constitutional people. So, I mean, it's not like the 1950s. Uh, It's it's uh, it's more insidious than that. Uh, by the way, have you seen what they've done to the Capitol? Because you're not supposed to go to the Capitol today. Um, they have, what is it, 22,000 uh, National Guard troops. We are covering all of it. Uh, and you, if you're watching us now, you'll be able to see we're in, what, 45 minutes. We're going to be going to the coverage uh, and providing commentary. And we're going to try really hard not to be sarcastic. <laughs> we will try. We'll yeah. do our best. Yeah, we'll we're do not our promising best. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another guy, Glenn, on this front is Glenn Greenwald. Um, yes. Who again? I disagree with strongly uh, often, but he occasionally like points out things. And you're just like, wow, that really makes uh, makes a lot of sense. And he's an interesting person. Listen to this observation yesterday because you mentioned all the troops. Um, two New York Times editors 
lost their jobs in the summer because they published an op-ed by a U.S. senator advocating a measure roughly 50% of Americans supported, deploy troops to quell unrest. Now Washington, D.C. is fully militarized with troops and everyone seems to be perfectly happy about it. I know. I mean, it is remarkable that that was such a crazy opinion to bring in troops just to make sure people aren't burning buildings down. That was so crazy just a few months ago to everyone on the left that they had to fire the people who approved the op-ed by a U.S. senator. And now, again, and I would agree that it's it's important to make sure this is a secure event. I have no problem with what the, what the what D.C. looks like for a few days here, uh, but the idea that the left is now cheering this on because of such a, a damaging um, threat of the right, because it's the right, it's okay to bring the troops in to protect the people. Because it's important people in D.C., it's okay to use force to protect them as opposed to some business owner uh, in Minneapolis. It really is pathetic. It really is. So last time uh, we had an inauguration uh, in 2017 with Donald Trump, um, there were 5,000 National Guard troops. Did you even know that? No. Yeah, 5,000. And I want to I just take you back. I'm going to take a one-minute break, and then I want to take you back to 2017 and listen to the news reports for this day four years ago. Back in just a minute. First, got a challenge for you. If you're like most people, there are probably some things that you change about your life if it wasn't too big of a hassle to do and, you know, it was worth it. Well, that probably applies to your mobile plan. You know, you just don't want to get in there and fiddle around, you know, and maybe save some money, but it's not as good or, you know, uh, it's just a massive hassle to switch. Nope. All of that is gone. Now the challenge Take a bit of time today and go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. I just want you to look and see what they have. I think you're going to like what you see. Switching to Patriot Mobile with confidence. They use the same network as the larger providers, but they charge a lot less. Plus, they'll take some of their profits and they donate to conservative constitutional causes. Unlike Verizon, that's you know helping fund abortions. Um, donate to conservative causes. Get great service. Switching is super easy. You can keep your own phone number or bring your phone or buy a new one. Build your own bundle with multiple I'm discounts and you're going to save big. And if you're a veteran or first responder, you're going to save even more. This month, Premier Activation, uh, Activization, Activation. They're going to turn it on for you, okay? Uh, and you'll get a, spe- a special gift with the offer code BECK. Same service, lower price, values you believe in. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. 972 Patriot. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right, I want to, uh, I don't have an update uh, of the uh, SOT sheet, but can we start with just some of the coverage from 2017? Listen. Burning cars and smashed windows. A small group of protesters dressed in black, their faces covered, armed with hammers and bricks. Facing off with thousands of officers on site, many in riot gear, confronting them with flashbang grenades and pepper spray. All of a sudden, the police officers started to spray pepper spray and they 
got our audio technician. They're coming. They see us running because they're going to throw more flashbangs. So that's NBC covering this. Um, lots of arrests, lots of violence. Uh, police officers were hurt, uh, but they covered it. And you'll notice, let, let me go, I think maybe ABC's coverage. Listen to this one. Not everyone gathered here in Washington today came to celebrate President Trump's inauguration. Protesters lined part of the parade route. And in some parts of the Capitol, there were confrontations with police. And tomorrow here in Washington, a women's march and demonstrations mm. planned across this country. ABC's David Curley witnessed the protests firsthand. The anger reaching a boiling point in the nation's the capital after President Trump took the oath of office. Police in riot gear facing off against the protesters just six blocks from the inaugural parade. Mm. Unleashing pepper spray, concussion grenades, all to disperse the crowd. They've been using pepper spray out of canisters. So you have the bulk of the protesters right here, and here's the police line right at 13th. Trash cans and then Burning three American vehicles flag. set on fire. Hmm. Two vehicles have been ignited. The fire folks have just moved in. Many of the protesters cloaked in black with their faces covered. The protesters had filled the street with several trash cans and now police and fire are trying to move them out of the way. So that's the peaceful inauguration on uh, Donald Trump. I'd be shocked if that kind of stuff was happening from the from the right today and if it does i disavow it uh in advance i just don't think it's going to happen um but it happened last time and remember it was because they were angry because that wasn't their president and so they did those things uh and they set cars on fire i i loved the headline that i read today from 2017 that said limo catches fire limo catches fire what just how spontaneously just <laughs> starts burning no the windows were thrown out and molotov cocktail was thrown in and they burned it down they burned police cars this limousine but i love the fact that it was limo catches fire do we know there wasn't a large magnifying glass above the limo at any no, time? We, you know, we also don't know because maybe Bill Gates was using that that big spy thing that he's going to do to you know reduce the mm -hmm. the sunlight on Earth oh, for global warming. That's right. Maybe he tried it with a magnifying glass first, and it happens, and they yeah. never cover it. Never. And they never cover never it. cover no. those Bill Gates giant <laughs> magnifying glasses in space. They don't. They don't. And I. I resent them for that. Um, all right. We uh, our coverage of Inauguration Day and your phone calls. What are you grateful for for the last four years? Next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Um, have you had that moment yet? You know, the one where you sit down at the table in the kitchen with a giant pair of sharp scissors and one by one cut up all your credit cards because you don't want to get into that kind of debt. Uh, or maybe it's the debt that you've already gotten into. Credit cards might be just about the worst, but they are not far behind uh, some of the really the variety of debt that you can find yourself in behind the eight ball. If you're trying to be fiscally responsible or you're trying to get out of debt, please 
Call American Financing. Just refinancing your mortgage or doing a consolidation loan is probably the best and easiest answer. I told you earlier today that the the Democrats say they're going to fight the uh, rule that insists that banks continue to service conservatives. I've told you for a while it's going to get harder and harder to get financing. Call American Financing today, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. It already looks like the left is going to be cracking down on conservative media. Will you be able to hear conservative voices? Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Save 30 bucks on your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We are so glad that you are here. Oh, let me, you know, let me play some uh, coverage that you will not be getting on the blaze or on my program today. Here's MSNBC from last night uh, when they're talking about Biden and uh, Kamala Harris. Thinking about all of those folks who just for the moment, the nation shared their grief. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a first step. What a beautiful step. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm reminded of the psalmist, you know. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Um, Maybe the death will speak to us now. Maybe they can rest now. Wow. So uh, I think he's I think he's comparing Biden to God. I'm 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 pretty sure. Pretty sure. I don't know if it's a comparison as much as just saying that he he is God. (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of more of just an outright endorsement of right. him as the savior right yeah uh which is fine it, that, that is the overwhelming attitude of the media today yeah. do we happen to have the uh cnn uh audio of the lights on the reflecting pool like an extension of joe biden's arms embracing america <laughs> i don't you know what i'm just, let's go to the phones instead let me go to luke in <laughs> ohio idea. hello luke how are you not too bad, Glenn. How you doing? Big fan. Love your show, man. Thank you. Thank you. I, th- I just want to say that I think the biggest thing that he's taught us or showed us is that we got hope. We got hope that the common man can make it to the position that he did and actually make some change. We, we, all, we all talk about unity, but no one ever brings up the hope and the good things anymore. I think we need to start reflecting more on what's good about the whole four years that we had. If we should be privileged, we had it. But let's look next to keep and hold for the next two years and bringing America a little bit closer together. But the hope that it gives us that we can get into the positions like he is. Like me, I'm hoping to get into one of my local positions, like maybe local county board. Good for you. School board. Good for you. We, we need to. We need to. We need to start thinking more along the lines of that than getting on the offensive instead of always being on the defensive. Uh-huh. I completely, completely agree with you, Luke. That's a great positive attitude to take. When you look at Donald Trump and what he gave us over the last four years, he gave a lot of people hope. Um, I, I'm one that I never believed that you could actually get to become president after I only got this after I worked at CNN and Fox News. I never thought the average person could actually become president because there were gatekeepers. Donald Trump broke down those gatekeepers uh, and uh, and it it is truly a a great moment. And he also gave us um, 
at least me, more strength to fight. That guy never sat down. No matter what was going on, he never stopped fighting. And uh, no matter what they threw at him, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, We're just watching the Capitol as uh, they're starting to uh, uh, stream in now for the swearing in. Um, We have uh, the inauguration ceremony begins in, uh, I think, about 25 minutes. We'll cover it while we're on the air. Let me go to Dave in Maryland. Hello, Dave. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Um, just wanted to, I'm doing good. I um, wanted to say that um, you ask politicians all the time how their soul is. Mm-hmm. And imagine any of those guys going through the four years of investigations that President Trump did. I'm thankful that he went to D.C. and he never lost his soul. I will tell you that um, it is remarkable all of the investigations that they did, they spent four years and how many $40 million on investigations. Um, and they would have taken anything, anything and nothing comes up. I mean, that to me is remarkable because Donald Trump is not the guy four years ago that I said, Oh yeah, you could investigate him all day long and you're not going to find nothing. <laughs> no. And for that to happen, and I think that's why he could walk with such confidence all the way through and take those slings and arrows, because he knew they're not going to find anything. And and that's the way you can you can walk when you know that you don't have anything on me. Let me go to Vanessa in Texas. Donald Trump, as he's flying over the country to go home. Uh, and no longer be the president in just a little while, uh, about an hour or two from now. Uh, Vanessa, what did you take away from the Trump administration? Hi, Glenn. Good morning. Good to talk to you this morning. Thank you. One of the main things that I'm so grateful for that he did was he opened my eyes to everything that's been going on in our country. Prior to him taking office in four years, I truthfully could care less about what was going on in our country, but he motivated me and he made me stand firm in what I believe in. He actually made me discover what I truly believe in. Wow. And I think he equipped us. He equipped us all with the knowledge and confidence that we as Americans need to proceed, especially now with the next four years coming up. And I just feel like now I feel more, you know, confident and strong and what I believe in. And I thank Trump for that. Thank you, Vanessa. I think this goes to what I was saying last hour, that we are stronger because of Donald Trump. And we're also stronger because now of Biden, we will be even stronger at the end of Joe Biden's term as people, as a country, I don't know, but as people, we are going to be pushed up and we will see the days of testing are coming. And I've told you this before, if you don't stand up now, you're not going to stand up. If you if you if you um cower from the fear of possible um separation from society or possibly being fired or possibly being disliked by somebody, you are never going to stand up. 
because now is the time. It's not going to get easier. It's going to get harder. And if you choose, well, I don't want to say anything at this point. It's only going to get worse if you don't stand up. If we all stand up and stand together, and I mean all of us stand up. We, we have got to find the good Democrats. This is why we can't act in anger, because there's a bigger principle. It's not about Joe Biden. It's not even about socialism. It's about the right to speak your mind. It's the right to petition your government. It's the right to vote for somebody and not have the other party call you a domestic terrorist. And so we have to be well-reasoned, really well thought out. We have to educate ourselves because we need to stand together with Democrats who will say, okay, okay, this is the McCarthy stuff. We don't want to go down that road again. And if we're unreasonable or we can't make an articulate case, if we get into, into discussions and they turn into an argument and we're like, well, well, you people. Well, I don't remember. I, I just know that that's what's true. We're done. We're done. We have to educate ourselves, continue to do that. And we're going to be forced to. We're going to be forced to. Last night, David Barton and I were talking about um, the, um, uh, the first class, which I think is happening in February. We already have a thousand people on the waiting list to get in. Um, there's going to be, I think about 400 people that are coming to the first one and a thousand people on the waiting list, but I would go to mercury one.org right now and sign up for the American journey classes. It's also going to be online. Um, but, but we are going to do our best to educate you. And it, it's a, th- the first one is a three day marathon and it's free. It's going to be free online. But it's a three-day marathon, and I'm telling you, you will be able to find original resources. You're going to be able to uh, articulate what you really believe. You'll know what you believe in after those three days, and you'll be on the track to be able to really set yourself up to really learn and teach yourself. Yeah, and I think that's important, right? You have to. Rem- I think sometimes when you have your guy in office, quote-unquote, you feel like you don't need to do a lot of these things. You know, we saw that with like preparation where people would like when Trump got in, it was like, oh, okay, phew, everything's okay. I don't have to prepare for anything bad anymore. And yeah. then, you know, COVID-19 had nothing to do. You know, Donald Trump didn't go to a Wuhan market and eat a bat, right? <laughs> like, you know, it's just a matter he of like- probably He probably did. Pro- you know That's what, what extremists I, do. I do expect that to be on MSNBC later today yeah. now. <laughs> um, but like, you know, preparing yourself and coming up with a foundation. I remember, Glenn, you took heat at the end of the Obama administration um, for saying, from the right, for saying that at the end of the day, Barack Obama made you a better man. You did. And, and what you meant by that was not that he made the country great or that his policies were good. In, it, it challenged in, you. In spite of himself, <laughs> yeah. in spite of everything that he did, he challenged me. And so I was a better man at the end because I learned. I was forced to learn. Look, nothing worthwhile comes easy. And America, it's been easy for decades relatively easy for decades compared to world history certainly has oh yeah and it's just now really starting to get hard well that's it will always your toughest days go think back 
to when you, you know, you were really struggling or maybe you don't have to think of yesterday when you were really struggling and you couldn't make ends meet and everything was falling apart and you just didn't know really who you were or how you were going to survive. If you've passed those days, most likely, and you're, you know, five years past at least, most likely you will look back on those times as some of the best times of your life. Um, even though you didn't enjoy them, you don't want them coming back. You changed as a person and you knew what you were capable of and it pushed you up against the wall and you survived. You're stronger. That's the period we're going into now. And we're going to need to be stronger uh, because we have to fight our own party as well as uh, as the extremists in the Democratic Party. And we have to know our argument. It's going to be a very tough four years, but it is going to be better for all of us in the end. Whether the Republic weathers it really is going to have a lot to do with how we handle ourselves beginning today. Um, I prayed for Barack Obama every day of his presidency. I prayed that uh, the people surrounding him and his policies that were destructive to freedom would fail. But I prayed for his safety and I prayed for him to have a change of heart. And I prayed for me to have a change of heart if I were wrong about something and I could see the better side of him. That's what we need to start doing today. Because that's what Americans are supposed to do. This is what sets us apart from the rest. He's our guy. And I don't have to support his policies. But... Uh, Let's not treat him the way they have treated Donald Trump. I refuse to become everything I despise. All right. Sponsor this half hour. Uh, it comes from Anne in Oklahoma. She's one of those crazy people. Oh, I love to exercise. I don't get it. Anne. Look, I mean, personally, people who exercise, people who jog, domestic terrorists. Uh, but, you know, hey, I'm going to be tolerant. Anyway, Anne started uh, noticing over time that when she was doing her upper body workouts, you do upper body too? Her shoulder was hurting more and more each time. Eventually, uh, over the course of several years, it got so she couldn't do her upper body workouts anymore. <laughs> That's where I am, you know. Um, I would have seen that as a sign from God. Hey, no more gym. But. She wasn't like that. So she wanted to get out of pain so she could go back to the gym. She decided to try Relief Factor. And you know the story. After a few weeks, she said the pain went away. She's back to working out. Jeez, you can lead an exercise nut to a couch, but you can't make them sit. I mean, I don't get it. Relief Factor, not a drug developed by doctors, and you can get the three-week quick start for only $19.95. If you want a drug-free and natural way to get your life back like I did, like Ann did, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Tonight on Glenn TV, Glenn reacts live to Joe Biden's inauguration. 
with special guests Megan Kelly, Dave Rubin, and Ali Beth Stuckey. With America at a crossroads, where do conservatives go from here? Glenn and his guests answer the big questions facing our nation. Watch Beyond Biden's Inauguration, How We Save America. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Well, uh, all of the uh, past presidents that are alive. Uh, well, I don't think Jimmy Carter is there. Uh, gosh darn it. What a oof. would love to see him every four years. Um, he is. Uh, they're all there except for Donald Trump. Air Force One is just touched down in Florida. Uh, and um, Bush is there. Oof. Obama is there. I'd say there's a lot of social distancing going on between these past presidents. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You notice that? Uh-huh. I mean, they are wearing masks and they are outdoors, which mm-hmm. I would say is probably but plenty of precautions. to each other. They are, they are, they social distance the audience and the seating, but they're yeah. just going up and shaking each other's hands and talking two inches away from each other. So it, it, it is weird. There is no one there. There is yeah. no public there. It's just officials. Unlike anything I've ever seen, uh, I mean, I think we'd have to go back and look at World War one yeah they say it's it's the smallest audience in the history of the country for an inauguration wow uh we're gonna <laughs> the give population's you some, increased quite a bit from the old days gonna too. give you a little history of the day coming up 